Shazam! Let me give you some background on this. Um, the character is not actually Shazam. Shazam is the magic word that he uses to transform. Shazam is actually the name of the wizard who gives Billy Batson his powers to become Captain Marvel. Wait, what? I thought Captain Marvel was Carol Danvers and she was a Cree warrior. Yes, True believer, it's true. There are two Captain Marvels. One at DC, one at Marvel Comics. And we're going to talk more about that in a little bit. But the uh, the movie Shazam, it follows the, uh, the origin story, the commonly known origin story of the Captain Marvel character. Billy Batson is an orphan, bouncing around from foster home to foster home. He is... Uh, led to the Rock of Eternity. And there at the Rock of Eternity, the wizard Shazam grants him his powers to become the new champion for Earth. He has the uh, the wisdom of Solomon, the strength of Hercules, the... Uh, the... Uh, Wisdom, strength of Hercules, the endurance of Atlas, the power of Zeus, the 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 uh, uh, whatever of Achilles, and the speed of Mercury. Um, I guess the the invulnerability of Achilles. So that's what Shazam stands for, and he is granted these powers to become the champion to guard the earth against the seven. Deadly Sins. This story follows the the classic origin story of Billy Batson becoming Captain Marvel. With this caveat, it is the Jeff Johns New 52 version of Captain Marvel slash Shazam. So, it's not the Fawcett Comics version. It is the DC New 52 version led by Jeff Johns. Now, that that's not that's not a big deal because Jeff Johns is a fan of Captain Marvel to begin with. So he stays pretty true to the classic origin but updates it for contemporary times. And that's where this movie really uh really shines. It maintains the spirit of the original Captain Marvel series but it embraces the contemporary interpretation that Jeff Johns brings. So we got uh, Asher Angel playing Billy Batson and Zachary Levi playing Captain Marvel. Um, Mark Strong is Dr. Savannah and uh, I can never pronounce his name. 
Jimon Hansu is the Wizard Shazam. And uh, we've got some other ancillary characters uh, throughout there. But those are the primary players in this story. Mark Strong plays Dr. Savannah. And in the previous iterations of the Captain Marvel mythos, Dr. Savannah was kind of a decrepit old man who was a low-rent Lex Luthor. And in this film, Dr. Savannah, Eli Savannah, I believe was his his name, is one of the first people chosen to be tested by Shazam. And if he could pass the test, he would become the champion. And he fails. And from a young age, uh, like 11 or 12 years old, Savannah is on a quest to find his way back to the Rock of Eternity and to claim the power that he believes belongs to him. In the meantime, 40 years, 30 years, 40 years later, Shazam has been testing people over and over and over. Dr. Savannah has tracked down people who have had this encounter, being transported to the Rock of Eternity, and they're giving their testimony, and And finally, he finds a way to go there. And he goes not to claim the power of Shazam, but to claim the power of the seven deadly sins. And that was what was the test to begin with, was if someone could resist the temptation to claim the power of the seven deadly sins, then they were worthy to be Shazam's champion. Dr. Savannah discovers the secret, he finds his way, and he claims the eye, and it's a globe that literally becomes an eye. It buries itself into his eye, takes the place of his eye, but it gives him this basically the same powers as Captain Marvel, except he also has the power and the spirit of the seven deadly sins living inside of him. And they emerge as demonic entities, physically emerge and manifest in in the world. So Mark Strong, perfect choice for this. Now, I know a lot of people were expecting to see The Rock play Black Adam. And because of his filming schedule, he wasn't able to do it. So they rewrote the script and made it Dr. Savannah. And basically, Savannah is the Black Adam character. Because in the popular mythos, in the traditional mythos, Black Adam has all of the powers of Shazam. He's just been corrupted and uses them for his own means. And that's kind of what's going on here. Savannah seeks to take over the world. And finally, the wizard Shazam is left with no other option And he chooses Billy Batson, a 14-year-old boy, to take on the mantle of his champion, of Captain Marvel. And when Billy says the words Shazam, he transforms from a 14-year-old kid into the world's mightiest mortal. With all of the combined powers of the the gods and demigods that uh, I mentioned. On par with Superman. And I've always loved this idea. And I've, I've 
I've never been able to figure out why Captain Marvel wasn't more popular than Superman. And one time he was. One time in American history, Shazam! Captain Marvel was far more popular than than Superman. And as a matter of fact, um, most historians would agree that Superman was created to compete against Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel was originally published by Fawcett Comics. In the 70s, DC Comics bought Shazam! from Fawcett Comics. They bought... Uh, Charlton Comics and Fawcett Comics, they bought up a bunch of other entities and folded them into the DC umbrella. Shazam! was one of those. The movie is an origin story, and we deal mostly with with Billy Batson learning what it means to have this power of Shazam. And a lot of people are going to complain and say, you know, man, they made Shazam! really immature and childlike. And Actually, I think that's perfectly acceptable. Um, in the old mythos, when Billy Batson transformed, he became a completely different entity. Mature, grown up, you know, the wisdom of Solomon. And uh, completely different personalities. And in recent years, starting with uh, a Mark Wade run on uh, the powers of Shazam and I think Matt Wagner did, um, yeah, Matt Wagner did uh, Shazam and the versus the uh, society monster, society of evil monsters or something like that. Anyway, um, and as the years have gone by, it's not been two separate personas. It's literally been like the movie Big, where Billy Batson retains his his own personality, his own mind. It's just his body and his abilities have changed. The the majority of the movie is is dealing with that. As um, his foster home mate, Freddie, uh, is helping him figure out what powers he has, how to use them, training, how he misuses them for quite a bit of the movie. And it isn't until he's forced to face Dr. Savannah that he really becomes the hero that he's always been. Now, here's a big spoiler for you. I saw this coming a mile away because in the newest Shazam series, which is on issue four now, all seven of the children in the foster home get the Shazam powers. And that happens in this movie. That's how they win. By, you know, the wizard Shazam, when he granted Billy Bats in the power, he said, you have a big heart. Open your heart and share your gifts with others. And there was foreshadowing in the beginning of the movie because there were seven thrones of the ancient wizards and Shazam was the last wizard left. And there were seven total kids in the foster home. So all of them became super-powered characters. Now, and and ultimately, they defeat Dr. Savannah. Uh, Captain Marvel takes the eye out and returns it to the Rock of Eternity. Savannah goes to a mental institution. Everyone lives happily ever after. These kids have new Shazam powers. It's pretty awesome. Now, 
a lot of fun. This movie was a lot, a lot, a lot of fun. And DC is doing a lot of things right with this movie. One, they figured out that Marvel's formula of having some of the more obscure characters be very lighthearted, using a lot of comedy, really works. And they followed the uh, the formula here. It has a very similar feeling to Ant-Man and the Wasp or Thor Ragnarok, Guardians of the Galaxy. A lot of comedy. And a lot of the comedy comes through the the fact that Billy Batson is just 14 and he's got this immense power. And, and you deal with the conflict between best friends with Billy and Freddy and the younger girl in the foster home, Darla, having to keep a secret because she knows uh, she accidentally finds out that Billy is Captain Marvel. Lighthearted, lots of fun. And here's the other thing that DC is doing really well. If you go to a comic book shop right now after seeing Shazam and you pick up the Shazam comic, which is on issue number four, you are going to see the exact same characters looking the exact same way they do in the movie. And that's one of the biggest problems I think that comics have right now, especially Marvel comics. Someone gets turned on to the Avengers and they go read the Avengers comic book and the characters are completely different. Even the characters that appear in the comics that are in the movie, like Thor, Iron Man, and Captain America, are completely different versions. They act completely different. There's no connection between the Marvel can the comics canon and the MCU canon. And let's face it, they should have different canons. They shouldn't be, you know, relying one on the other necessarily. Although Star Wars is doing it with the Star Wars comics published by Marvel, but that's neither here nor there. While they don't need to necessarily match, they need to embrace the spirit of the source material. Or uh, now that the movies are more popular than the comics, the comics should reflect some of what's going on in the movies. That That's how you get readers to come on board and to stay with you. We'll see what happens there. But DC has figured this out, and they're doing a great job on that. Now, you keep hearing me refer to the character as Captain Marvel. He is Captain Marvel. Although in this movie, they never call him Captain Marvel. It, it, by the end of the movie, he still doesn't have a name. And most people call Captain Marvel Shazam because that is the name that he uses. But it also stems from the legal issues that DC has using the name Captain Marvel as a title of a work. So he is called Captain Marvel in the comics, but the comic is called Shazam. The movie is Shazam, and the TV show from the 1970s, many of you will remember watching that, was also called Shazam. And the reason is because in the 1960s, 1966, Marvel felt like they needed to take care of... 1966, there was a knockoff version of Captain Marvel from another publisher. Not a knockoff, but they, they created another character called Captain Marvel. So you had Fawcett's Captain Marvel, and then you had another publisher coming up with uh, a character. And here, Marvel Comics is like, wait, they're, they're using our company's name in the name of a character. We need to fix this. So 1966, Marvel filed a trademark copyright on the name Captain Marvel, on the character Captain Marvel. 
and made his debut in 1967's Marvel Superheroes number 12. Now, this is the character that we have come to know as the Kree, Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel. In 1973, Marvel and DC went to court over the name Captain Marvel. Long story short, Marvel won. Even by the 1990s, DC had outright, you know, bought Captain Marvel from Fawcett, but it could really couldn't promote him as Captain Marvel. You know, they decided to, for publication's sake, to rename the character Shazam, because that's how everyone already refers to him. That's what, but he can't call himself Shazam or he transforms, but that's how most people refer to him. But he's really Captain Marvel. I find it interesting that both movies came out within a few weeks of each other. Uh, very, very different. Very different. No similarity between them at all. Except that for a time, in the Marvel Comics version, back in the uh, 70s, Rick Jones became Captain Marvel. Kind of. Captain Marvel and Rick Jones couldn't exist in the same space for some reason. They both wore the Nega Bands, and when Rick Jones you know, touched them together, Captain Marvel took his place, and... Rick Jones was shuttled off to the negative zone, and then when Marvel was done, boom, and Rick Jones was back. Never really made sense to me why they did that, because it's really similar to Billy Batson saying Shazam and becoming Captain Marvel. Two completely different movies. If you love lighthearted comic book movies, then Shazam is for you. It's lighthearted, it's, it's fun, it's fast. Now, for my money, just so that you know, the DC Captain Marvel is my favorite DC character. Captain Marvel, Aquaman, Hawkgirl, Firestorm, kind of in that order. But as a movie, I enjoyed Marvel's Captain Marvel a little bit more. It was a little bit more serious. The stakes are heavier. Look, as the father of a 14-year-old girl, having a role model like Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel, for her to look to as, as you know, a kick-ass female character is really important. It was really good. It wasn't perfect because I had issue with some of the outfits of some of the kids when they transformed. Especially on a couple of the guys, it was obvious that they were wearing, you know, a muscle suit. I wasn't really hip to that. It was really good, though. It was a lot of fun. You know, the whole idea of... Someone, like a child, transforming into the mightiest hero on earth with just the utterance of a magic word, to me is so, you know, it's so irresistible. I think it really plays into our carnal, instinctual nature. And I, I've never been able to figure out why, over the years, Shazam wasn't more popular than Superman, because I think... That idea of us just being able to become something special with, with secret knowledge is really attractive. And, and the fact that it's a 14-year-old boy navigating that, that, that world, I, I think is even more fascinating. I, uh, I just love the idea. Solid movie. If you're looking to um, really read a great, uh, great Shazam story... I want to recommend um, Superman Shazam First Thunder. And it's all about how Superman 
discovers Billy's secret and is angry at Shazam that he gave him, you know, that he he did this to a 14-year-old boy. And um, Clark Kent, Superman, decides to become Billy Batson's mentor. It's a really great story and probably the way it would have happened. Um, really great, really great. Anyway, that's it for my review of Shazam. You can let us know what you think by sending us an email at serialboxpodcast at gmail.com. Make sure you like us on Facebook at serialboxpodcast. Follow us on Instagram at serialboxpodcast. And of course, watch our weekly videos at YouTube. That's going to do it for this episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. If you did, connect with us at backofthecerealbox.fun. You can leave us a voice message. We'll play it on air. You can leave us an email if you want to go old school. And you can become a contributor at Buy Me a Coffee or Patreon right there at backofthecerealbox.fun. And of course, if you love this episode, share it. Tell two, three hundred of your closest friends and family to come share the fun. And until the next time, love you, mean it. We'll catch you on the back of the cereal box.